Welcome to Storytime with Uncle Reddit, a podcast where I read some of the best posts from across Reddit and around the web. Each episode is a collection of funny content that includes subjects like tales from tech support, entitled parents, choosing beggars, pro-revenge, and more. Today's episode is all about tales from tech support. Today we're going to do something a little bit different. We got a couple stories from the subreddit, r slash tales from tech support, and we have a couple listeners submitted stories. So we're going to go with all that today. And uh, I don't know if you can tell, but we've had a cat mutiny here. I don't know where they are. They're off sitting in a screen window somewhere. But so in place, we're going to have one of our listeners who submitted a story today. We're going to look at his cats today. So the top one's Harley, the one with the black nose. And the uh, the orange cat there, the orange tabby, is Mr. Fuzzybutt. He looks like he'd want to be called Mr. too. All right, let's get into this. FMPC by John Doe. Hi, Uncle Reddit. I'm a fan of this show and love your YouTube content. Well, thank you. So I have a story for you to share with the world. Sorry for my weird English. It's not my first language. That's all right. Some days I can barely speak English. I work at First Line Tech Support for a public healthcare organization. Everyone on First Line is not a trained tech, including my boss, but we learn on the job. Some history. The organization shifted from standalone devices to mobile devices. You could use a mobile thin client or a MacBook Air. The first one is provided by the company, free of charge. The latter, not. Some people bought a MacBook Air, including my boss. I choose a mobile thin client. Nothing fancy, but it does what it has to do. Remote to all my files and services. 2017, we got brand new laptops because the devices didn't cut it on the work floor. They were both too limited for the task at hand. So the organization shifted to laptops. Everyone was happy. The manager of tech support still had some trouble with our new devices, though. Manager, hey support guy, how do you take a screenshot? Me, you just press print screen key. Manager, that doesn't work. Me checking on my own laptop and I notice we have an FN key. Me, oh my bad, just press FN with the print screen key and you'll have your screenshot. The manager tries it and says it still doesn't work. Me, confused, why do you think that? Manager, when you take a print screen, nothing happens. There should be a flash and the screenshot should be on my desktop. Me, oh, that's with those MacBook Airs. That doesn't happen on a Windows device. Manager, that can't be true. Where does the screenshot go? Me, on the virtual clipboard, the memory. Manager, how can I get to my screenshot? Me, you paste it. Manager, where? Me, in Word, Paint, Email, OneNote. The manager tries it and I hear him having trouble with it. Me, can you take your screenshot? Manager, what a crap device. True story. Bonus, on the bright side, after a week he finally learned how to take a screenshot because I heard him whispering on his desk, oh yeah, it is on the clipboard. Kind regards, John Doe. Yeah, it's gotta be a pain switching back and forth between anything Mac, Apple, to Windows-based or Android-based. Somehow my brain just seems to work better with uh, Windows and Android. I don't know why. It's There's just certain file structures and certain, and certain ways you use the keyboard that just comes more natural to me. I guess that's because I've been using it since uh, 96 and all my devices have either been Android. I did have a couple Windows based mobile devices like mobile PDAs and things like that. And uh, yeah, I never really got into the Apple products. Just nothing wrong with them. Maybe I'm just not smart enough to use them. I don't know. 
A-hole by a listener. I don't think you can print this, but you may enjoy a laugh. I was working with a woman in the art lab at a local college when a woman came crying to me how she reset the password on her Mac, but she couldn't remember what it was. I asked her what she was doing when she changed her password. She advised me she was fighting with the teacher. Considering how much she disliked that teacher, I tried a couple guesses at her password and found it. Trying not to laugh, I advised her of her current password. It was a-hole. Happiness all around. I've done this before. I don't think Comcast does this, but if they ever looked at the name of our network here, um, they probably wouldn't be very happy. I think the current network name here is uh, Comcast Blows 2.0. The only reason it's 2.0 is because our old equipment and the old network went kaplooey at one point, and uh, I had to set up a new one, so I was like, well, let's set up the new one with the new and improved SSID as well. So, so what are you wearing? By Matt. And I believe those are Matt's cats we keep looking at, by the way. The technical support industry relies on two separate yet equally important groups, the end users that report issues from mundane to insane, and the agents whose job it is to solve these issues. These are their stories. I was working for a major U.S. telecom company doing their Tier 2 technical support for one of the major shipping companies. We'll call it FUDX. That outsourced their technical support to us. I was doing my Tier 2 support answering escalated calls from Tier 1 agents, and then I got this call. I figured out the problem, and it turns out that I had to tell my female client that I was talking to that she had to reinstall the software and do a couple other little things. We're at a point where the software is installing, and now we have about five minutes to kill. At this time, I asked a simple question just to pass the time that I've asked about a hundred times before. Other than this, how's your day going? She proceeds to tell me she was just working out this morning in the park wearing her pink spandex tights and sports bra. She also went to more detail about things that don't belong in a technical support call. She then commented, I gotta get this package to ship so I can go back to the park and finish my workout. She continues to inform me that she likes the attention that this gives her at the park, showing off her assets. At this point, I really don't know what to say, so I kind of just stay quiet and then let her know that we'll get this fixed soon so she can get her package shipped and she can get back with the rest of her workout. We got the program fixed and she got her package shipped before the deadline. The best part is, this is not where the story ends. About a week later, I get called into the manager's office, and he says to me we had a customer extremely happy with your service, and they wrote in a letter to FUDX, and they forwarded her compliment to us. Now, the procedure for when a compliment comes in like this is to review the call. Now, sitting in the office is my immediate supervisor, their manager, and me. The three of us are listening to the call, and now we get to the good part where she describes what she's wearing and what she's going to do. I had two stunned faces looking back at me. The look of horror and shock disappeared as we finished listening to the call. They both looked at me and the manager said, well, you actually did solve the problem quickly and were professional for the whole thing. Turns out she got me a $100 gift card and some free company merchandise. Two weeks later, the process repeated itself when FUDX came for their monthly visit. The representative from FUDX and one of our upper managers now listened to the call with me in the room. Once again, stunned look of shock on people's faces. They again commented on my professionalism and ability to handle the customer. I got a small thank you gift from them as well. About six months later, she called again and asked for me by name. When she got me, she asked if I remembered her call. All I could say was, yes. I really do miss those strange phone calls that you get that you weren't expecting. Two things I'd like to say at the end. I'd like to thank one of my favorite YouTube narrators who has cats named after currency. Hey, that's me. Also, my spelling and grammar is horrible. I know this. Remember, this ain't English class. Yup, you got that right. It's not English class. <laughs> if it was, I would be failing miserably. 
Yeah, that's got to be strange getting phone calls like that. Some customers are very forward and very personal about themselves. Not sure how to handle that most of the time because you're trying to stay professional. And I don't know if you're married, but I'm hitched. You know, Auntie Reddit wouldn't take too kindly to the flirting like that. So, uh, yeah. The laptop was stolen. How? Hello, for the first time in years from the Backwoods Tech. If you've ever worked in IT for any length of time at all, you will likely have had to deal with stolen devices. doesn't matter the industry, there are usually laws revolving around privacy and security of specific types of data, and how to handle potential breaches of access to that data. I have handled stolen items across many positions for many years. However, this one was unique. This user was on vacation when their work laptop was lost or stolen. Not unusual, and it sucks, but it happens. I've had many calls where users left something in a cab, Uber, or train, or it got lost in the luggage at the airport, etc. As I'm gathering information to submit to the proper places, I start asking questions. The questions lead me down a rabbit hole that I thought only happened in movies. User, hey, my laptop was stolen by a man running from police while I was grabbing a drink from inside. Me, what? User, oh, and I was logged in. Can you lock out my profile just in case? Me, very stunned. Sure, okay, back up. How was it stolen? I want to make sure I heard that right. User, a man leading police on a chase through the backyard of my vacation rental villa after he was caught trying to rob a local business while the police were also in the place he was trying to rob. Me, still stunned. So have you contacted law enforcement to let them know the laptop was stolen during the chase? User, they already know and recovered it. Me, good. Still have to let security and legal verify things on that one, but that will make stuff smoother. Do you have it back so I can let the security team know so they can start remote triage? User, the police can't release it to me because it's evidence in multiple cases. Me, say what? User, okay, I'm on vacation at a popular tourist trap. I had just returned from popular photo spot and left my laptop by the pool for a moment to go inside and grab a beer. Me, okay, I'm with you so far. User, in the two to three minutes it took me to go in, open the fridge and grab a beer, as I did so, someone hopped the fence, grabbed my laptop, then ran across the pool area and climbed up and out. There are police everywhere. I already talked to a deputy and they took the report. Me. Okay, weird. But what in the world is going on so I can let legal know why we can't have our PC back to inspect and to verify no client data was accessed or stolen? Also, if you didn't see it while you were inside, how do you know that's what happened? So I can verify that on the report I'm writing up? User. Like I said, the local police have it as evidence and won't release it. Apparently, he hopped the fence around the backyard and pool, grabbed my laptop, hopped the fence on the other side. He apparently struck at least two, if not more, officers with it. <laughs> Me. Okay, okay, this is definitely a doozy, but still, how do you know those details if you didn't witness it happen? User. The owner of the villa had security cams installed, and the police asked to see the footage so I could verify it was my laptop he stole. We got hold of the owner and watched it back after he showed up. We saw me set my PC down on the table, get up and go inside. Then a man jumps the fence, followed by a pair of officers. He grabs the laptop, then hops the fence again while swinging the laptop at one of the officers. Then he dropped it somewhere down the street after hopping the fence out of the yard. I only know about him striking multiple officers with it when I asked for it back and they said it was evidence. Me taking a deep breath to steady myself because this is the most bizarre theft story I've heard in all my years. Okay, let's get the rest of the required info I need for this form so I can pass it along. And legal will see what they can do to help out with getting the laptop back. Yeah, I don't think I've ever heard of anybody stealing a laptop while being chased by the police, only to assault the police with it while trying to run out of the yard. I don't know.
I mean, was this guy stoned or what? You just, you really can't make this stuff up. I already have a calculator. Another story reminded me of this story. It happened in 1998 when I had a side job in IT with an accounting firm. I'll be me and senior partner will be SP. Details are fuzzy, so I'll enhance the story for joy. Me. Here you go, this is how you open the notebook. Switch it on and log in. Do you want me to show you how to start the applications? I already knew that he hadn't been to the mandatory training class for the transfer from Windows 3.1 to Windows 98. You see, partners and especially senior partners don't have time for that. SP. Yes, please. I want to know where I can find all the applications I need. Me. Well, you click the start button and you can move the mouse like this to expand the menu to see all applications. Senior partner. Good. Show me all these applications. I'm thinking by myself. Oh God, no, he wants me to open all the apps one by one. Let's hope he doesn't have too many questions about all the apps. He won't be using Notepad and WordPad because we have MS Word, etc. Okay, let's see. We have the calculator here. Senior partner. Wait, what? Why does it have a calculator? I already have one that works perfectly fine. He points at his desk to the calculator sitting on his desk. It's a fancy one with more options than the built-in one that comes with Windows 98. Me. Well, it comes standard with Windows. If you don't want to use it, then you can just use your current calculator. Senior partner. It's not about that. It's about why did you guys purchase new calculators when everybody already has one? I'll have to carry it around with me and it takes disk space. Please, Lord, help. How do I escape from this? Me. It won't take that much disk space and doesn't add any extra weight, but I could remove it for you if you want. It comes standard with Windows, like the default options you would have on a car, which you may or may not use, like spare bulbs, for instance. Some people use those. Others bring their car to the garage to have the bulb fixed. Senior partner. Yes, please remove the calculator. He seems pleased with my answer. I proceed to remove calc.exe and delete the shortcut. This is going to be a long sitting. Me. Here we have Notepad. It's a really basic text editor, which you will probably never use. It is a bit similar to the calculator, as in it coming as a default option. You have a better text editor also. Should I remove this one as well? Senior partner. Yes, please go ahead. Why are these applications there anyway if there are better ones also installed? I don't understand how you guys do this. You are costing us way too much money already. <laughs> I silently go ahead and remove notepad.exe and the shortcut. I decide to first show him MS Word as he would have been using that on Windows 3.1. Me. This is Word. It's a new version as the old version no longer works on Windows 98. It looks a bit different but you can use it similar to the old Word and will also open the documents you created on the old computer. Senior partner. Good. Me. This is WordPad. It's like the other basic text editor, but a bit more fancy than the notepad we deleted earlier, but it's not as advanced as MS Word. It can also open and edit Word documents. Senior partner. Wait, so we have WordPad, which can do most things. Word can do, but we still go ahead and buy Word licenses? I need to have a word with the people who run your departments. This is getting out of hand. Me. Yes, but I was lost for words. In a sense, I couldn't disagree with him, but it was outside my power to change how Microsoft does this. I continued explaining all the apps, but the conversation stayed similar, so I'll cut the story here. But it was a long sitting. Yeah, there had to be a better way to explain that to the guy. You started to, and uh, it, somehow it just didn't click with him. It didn't sink in. But, like you said, senior partners don't have time to learn that kind of stuff, so. You've been listening to Storytime with Uncle Reddit. If you enjoy this content, be sure to follow my podcast. I upload new episodes at least three times a week.